This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. If I could tell you the number of text messages I got from Jet fans who are friends of mine and the joy that is in their hearts at 3-3 three and three right now, I feel good for them. I do. I, I, I want good things for the New York Jets. And I, I feel like yesterday was something that was really just wonderful for them. It's a shame it's not going to last, but it really was a great moment for them, Joe. <laughs> it really was. They can enjoy the bye week coming off a win. No, I'm kidding there. Because, the, Joe, to me, this is very interesting moving forward with the Jets. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. On Sirius XM Channel 80, on your smart speakers, don't forget, you can follow us on social media, at Chris Carlin on Twitter or X or whatever the hell it is, and at Joe Fortenbaugh uh, as well. Joseph, uh, the Jets beat the Eagles yesterday. I never thought... That would happen. Their defense has really carried them. Uh, There is nothing about them spectacular offensively other than Brees Hall. Um, And they find themselves at three and three through six weeks, which when you look at the gauntlet that that they had to run and they did it without Aaron Rodgers, it's pretty remarkable for them to be sitting right here. The schedule is going to soften up quite a bit after the bye week. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I could see the Jets making the playoffs this year. I could see it. And I know a few weeks ago, you're saying this is over, this is done, and I get it. I understood why you were saying it. Jets can get to 10 wins with this defense. All right, so making the playoffs is 5-1. to You gotta like that price. You got it at five to one. I only saw it at like plus three ninety today. No, I see. I see it sitting out there right now. It is plus five hundred for the Jets to make the playoffs. Minus seven fifty to miss it. I kind of think I might jump on because, Joe, the schedule is just it's not great that they have to face. It's really not. It's it's one that I think is manageable where they could win seven more games this season. You know, I don't have to go through the whole thing, but they've got Miami twice. That's about the toughest that they're going to have to deal with the rest of the way. By the way, Miami yesterday a fourteen point under a fourteen point favorite goes down fourteen nothing. So essentially, they're down twenty eight. No problems covering that spread. Yeah, none, none None None. whatsoever. They were up seven at the hat. Like it was no problem for them to cover a essentially a twenty eight point spread. Yeah, and they win up sixty minutes, and they end up doubling up the opponent. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So all right, so to your point on the Jets. Look, it was never going to be pretty when you lost Aaron Rodgers. Like, if you were going to be winning games, if you were going to be competing, it was never going to look pretty. It was going to have to be like this. It was going to have to be a situation where you found yourself in the game late and you make one more play than the other guy or they make one fewer plays than you, whatever it may be, however you want to slice it. That's how you're going to find ways to win games. It's going to be ugly, but it's been effective. They're 3-3. Three and three, They're at the bye. They've got to be feeling great. Huge win over Philadelphia. Uh, had a chance to take out Kansas City. They've, they've done the job. They've done the job. When we go into projecting long-term, though, and saying how much more can we expect of this, can they get themselves to the playoffs, we do have to dissect these games individually and ask, you know, how long do you think this run of good fortune can continue? Here's what I mean by that. They won a football game yesterday by six points against the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. They had 104 fewer yards than the Eagles. They were 2 of 11 on third down. They committed four more penalties, they gave up three more sacks, and they were one for four in the red zone. 
They were terrible. But they found a way to win because the Eagles committed four turnovers. And that was the difference. Turnovers are the metric more than anything else that will point to wins and losses. The Eagles went out there and they found a way to make so many mistakes they lost that game. And the Jets were able to capitalize. I just It's tough for me to get behind these teams that win games like that. Because when you're getting outplayed in so many different categories... And you're telling me, yeah, we're going to find a way to do this, you know, nine or ten times during the regular season and get into the playoffs. It's tough for me to believe that that's possible. But I can say to this point, credit to the Jets, three and three after six. I never would have projected that after the Rodgers injury in my wildest of imaginations. One in five is what I would have given you at best. Three and three is very impressive, Carlin. Uh, Okay, but to your point, with who is on their schedule yesterday, with the team that they're facing... It's virtually the only way they can win that game is to have four turnovers, and they got it. I'm not asking him to go turn every team over like that the rest of the season. I'm looking at some very pedestrian teams in front of them, and the Jets, I mean, there's a legitimate discussion to be had about, and I'm sure we'll have it at some point this week, about who's the best defense of the league right now, and there are four or five candidates, and the Jets are right up there. The Jets are absolutely right up there, and they have a dominant unit, and... I mean, it's it's not surprising that they have this unit because we expected them to. But listen to the head coach. And at first I was kind of annoyed by this comment yesterday. But I can't really disagree with it. I thought defense, uh, per the usual, uh, outstanding. Um, you know, through these first six weeks, we've played a gauntlet of quarterbacks. And... Um, I know we haven't gotten all wins, but we've embarrassed all of them. And uh, just really, really proud of of the defense and its resolve. Uh, See, to say that bothered me. We've embarrassed these great quarterbacks, right? Well, Jalen Hurts was embarrassed yesterday. Patrick Mahomes really played awful football a few weeks ago. They have done that. He is not telling any lies. He's not telling any lies in what he is saying. So when you have a unit like this that can carry you and you have an offense that at times can at least deliver what you need, I, I tend to believe in that kind of a team more when it kind of lays out pretty nicely for them here in the coming weeks. They do have a nice situation. They'll come off the bye. They'll be at the Giants. That's very winnable. They'll host the Chargers, winnable. At the Raiders, winnable. Then they've got Buffalo, Miami, back-to-back. Nice little test right there. Atlanta, Houston, Miami, Washington, Cleveland, New England. It's set up nicely for them. You're you're asking a lot of that defense. You're asking a lot, and you're going to continue to do so. All right, you're going to get your buy in week seven. Let's see how they hold up later in the season because right now the Jets offensively are 27th in the NFL in time of possession. You're asking the Jet defense to be out there for about 32 and a half minutes per game. The teams that are worse in time of possession, the Patriots, who stink, the Packers, who look like they stink, the Steelers, who have a good record but have had opponents throw games away in front of them, the Denver Broncos, who stink, and the Vikings, who stink. It's not exactly as if you're keeping great company with where you're at. You're going to be asking your defense to do a lot. And throughout the course of the season, that's going to start to take its toll. So far, it's been very impressive. And the upcoming schedule looks very winnable. But we aren't that far removed from shaking our heads saying, oh, my God, this team is awful. Like, we have seen some awful play out of the quarterback position. They didn't win yesterday because of Zach Wilson. They won because Nick Sirianni decided he wanted to throw the ball on third and nine. Like, the hubris 
bit him in the rear end, and he put the Jets in a perfect possession to win that game. And the credit goes to the Jets for capitalizing, but if you're Sirianni, you just got to know better. Kick it to Wilson. Make him beat you. I don't know why you want to give the Jet defense a chance to beat you. Make Wilson come beat you. And if you lose that game, then we'll get in front of the cameras and we'll admit all our defeat. But that hubris yesterday is what bit the Philadelphia Eagles. And to the Jets' credit, they were just sitting there waiting for the Eagles to make one more mistake than the Jets, and that's exactly what happened. They capitalized on it. 100% accurate. I agree with everything that you just said about Sirianni and the Eagles. There is something about the Jets that is aggravating, though. That's Aaron Rodgers. And oh. listen, I, I, I get it. He has, he has completely uh, reinvented science and, and medicine. He is... We're lucky for that, too, by the way. We really are. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that when we're done here... With him playing football, he's going to be the new Surgeon General. I just would make that assumption generally because he's already walking after a torn Achilles. And dear God, you know, it's as if Jesus himself has arisen from the dead. I Greeny says he's going to be back. Yeah, and Greeny is one of these giant fish that is grabbing onto this hook and flopping right into the boat. Here's the problem. Aaron Rodgers is out here throwing before the game yesterday just knowing that there are going to be cameras everywhere, it's going to be talked about on the broadcast, and he is going to be the center of attention once again. Listen to Herm Edwards and Mike Tannenbaum yesterday on ESPN Radio's Game Day. Why? Right. He's, I'm not, with Herm. he's not playing. Why? Why would you do that? What, what, what other guy does that? What other quarterback does that that's hurt? They just, just stay out of the way. Just, you know, root your team on. You don't have to throw passes. Don't get people excited. That's not – you can't play. You're hurt. I totally agree with Herm. Stop. And I would not let him play this year. I would take that off the table completely. Let him rehab, come back strong next year. You don't want it to be career-ending where you, you have any sort of setback and have, you know, another I- injury. So go get better. Go rehab. And I, I'm totally with Herm. I don't know why you're doing that. What What are we doing if you're Aaron Rodgers out there throwing yesterday, other than just basically doing the football version of a thirst trap. That's pretty much what it was, Joe. He is out there to throw the football just knowing everybody is going to be paying attention to it. And boys, hang in there because the cavalry's coming. And we'll see you in week 10. We'll see you next week. He keeps building this up. As if, hey, I'm coming back, man. I, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm going to be your guy. And we're just hanging there for me, guys. And I'll carry us home. From an injury that nobody has ever come back the same season from other than Cam Akers a few years ago. And by the way, when he did, he was bad. He was bad. So this stuff with Rodgers, don't get fooled. Don't be the dope who buys into this crap. Because all this is is this guy making sure to take the attention away from everybody else. That's why he wants to debate Travis Kelsey. That's why he wants to make sure that everybody is still paying attention because there have been times Jets win without him, takes away a little shine. You know, Travis Kelsey's dating Taylor Swift, takes away a little shine. Show's over here, guys, just tapping you on the shoulder to remember. Let me ask you this. Is it better for the Jets locker room to think Rodgers is coming back or to think Rodgers is done for the year? I don't think it matters either way. I I think that is not accurate at all. 
I think I don't think that's accurate at all. I think it absolutely matters. If you if you know Rodgers is one hundred percent definitively done, you know you're not winning the Super Bowl with Zach Wilson. You know it. If there's at least a glimmer of hope that this guy's coming back, it's going to affect you mentally. It's going to affect you mentally to the point where maybe, just maybe, we hang on long enough for him to come back and bail us out. So not Aaron, saying it works, so but I think there is a mental... You think, you think this is inspiring them right now? I think there is a percentage. I wouldn't say that they are just rallied around in the locker room singing Kumbaya, Rodgers is coming back, we just need to hold down the fort. I think that they have... They've been given a glimmer rather than completely shutting the door on hope. I think there's no hope. If Rodgers is saying, I won't be back till next year, there is no hope for that team. And they can put on a, a smiley face and Salah can dance around the sideline all he wants after a win. They aren't winning crap, crap with Wilson when it comes to the playoffs. They're, well, they're not winning anything. Well, they're with not the winning glimmer anything. of hope that Rodgers could be back, there's at least maybe a belief in that locker room that we can hold on long enough and maybe he'll come save us. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Up next, Cowboys back in action tonight. Monday Night Football against the Chargers. And there's a lot more than a win at stake for Dak Prescott. We'll explain in moments. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. deserving of him being at least top 10. We all believe in Dak Prescott. Touchdown, Dak Prescott! The thing that impressed me most about Prescott was his leadership. I just want to be great. That's what I do each and every day to take another step to being that. I am very much looking forward to this game tonight because I, I really, really believe that when we see Dak Prescott 
in Mike McCarthy's offense versus when we saw Dak Prescott in Kellen Moore's offense, he is going to realize there ain't no sunshine when he's gone (laughs) because he is going to be missing. I think he's going to be missing Kellen Moore tonight more than he has all season long, and I think he's been missing him, Joe. Without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, what we've seen through the first five games this season has been regression for the Cowboy offense in multiple categories. They were the number one red zone offense last year. They converted touchdowns on 71% of their trips to the red zone. That number's dropped to 36% this year. Prescott, in general, is on pace to throw more interceptions, which we were told was going to be something that was reduced. His completion percentage is up. His yards per attempt, however, down significantly. They can't get CeeDee Lamb involved, which is a big problem, in my opinion. You drafted this guy in the top 20 a few years ago. We've seen that he can play. If you can't get him involved, that's a problem. That's got to be a problem on the quarterback, for one, but it's also a problem on the play caller. How are you not finding ways to get the ball into the hands of, dare we say, is he the most dynamic player on their offense? Well, C.D. Lamb, I would think, is, right? That's what I'm saying, C.D. Yeah. Lamb. Yeah. I, so I, he's the yeah. most dynamic player on their offense. He's yeah. having a big time down year. They can't get the guy the ball. I mean, this season, he's been targeted 35 times. He's got 27 receptions. He's only found the end zone one time in five games. I mean, his, his yards per catch, where are we looking at this year? Yards per game is down eight yards. Uh, a, a ten, just every way uh, I'm looking at this. Yards per reception, 13.3, not bad. They just can't get the ball to him. So I, I, all the way around tonight, you're in a situation coming to this game where you are supposedly facing one of the worst defenses in the NFL. You should be able to hang a number here, but J.C. Jackson's gone. That was a problem for the Charger defense. They got rid of him. They've played a little bit better as of late. They've had two weeks to get ready for this game. I would be expecting, I would be expecting a good performance from the Dallas offense coming off of what happened last week. Because if you don't, I shudder to think, Carlin, what we're talking about tomorrow. Yeah. Well, listen, what we're going to be talking about tomorrow is the fact that the Cowboys may not make the playoffs if they Oof. lose this game tonight. I mean, realistically, we're going to talk about that. And and by the way, you know, the door's wide open for him right here. Like tonight, massive opportunity. Massive opportunity after the Eagles lost yesterday that you could start to close that gap a little bit more. And then for Dak, we know what else is at stake here. What are the, what's going to be the case long-term in Dallas? Is he ultimately going to get the contract or not? Emmett Smith, the former Cowboy, of course, the Hall of Famer this morning, was in studio with the guys on Unsportsmanlike. At this point, I probably wouldn't. Um, I think there are other positions on the football field um, that we need to have. We need to create. See, our defense have great chemistry. Offensively, we don't have the chemistry that's required. We're not matching what our defense is doing. Uh, from a chemistry standpoint and functionality standpoint and aggressiveness. Joe, how often is it that it's we have to go pay other players right now as opposed to the quarterback? What does that tell you about the quarterback? They are always first and foremost the priority, and he is not right now. That's interesting. Considering how much Jerry Jones has publicly supported Dak Prescott, And then for one of the all-time great Cowboy legends who's around a lot of what they do when they have big events to come out and basically speak the exact opposite of what Jerry's saying, that's something right there. I mean, Prescott's been around long enough. The one thing I would say is, since we made the transition from the Kellen Moore offense to the Mike McCarthy offense, do we owe Dallas more time? It's been five games. I don't, I'm not saying we do. I'm questioning that. Do we owe them more time before we make a decision? It's a very fair point. 
I mean, that's one of those spots where if it's another team, we're probably saying that. But because it's the Cowboys, no, 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 no. God, you listen. And because it's McCarthy, who has been a basically a lightning rod since he got there, just to be the center of attention when something goes wrong, certainly not when something goes right. I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. Problem is, that's not how people are going to look at it. No. If the Cowboys fall to 3-3 three and three on a week where the Eagles lost to the Jets and they don't come within a game there, I mean, that that's a disaster. Like, the, you talk about a missed opportunity. Like, then we're talking legitimately about the Cowboys having to be talked about in the same discussion as teams that are 3-3, three and three, like the Falcons, the Saints are 3-3, three and three, Joe. Ugh, the Saints three have three wins. The Saints are three and three. They are impossible to watch. They are impossible. The Rams are three and three. They are not impossible to watch. I like what McVay's doing with them. Yeah, the Seahawks are three and two right now. After they, they urinated that one away. They yesterday. really did. Thanks, thanks a lot, Gino, on the plus three there. I mean, anything else you want to do in the red zone besides score a touchdown? For the love of God, man. Like, on those four downs, you got to get the ball out of your damn hands. You can't just keep going down. You got to throw the ball. You got to allow something to happen. That's for takeoff. That's for later. Back to the Cowboys. I, I, I got to tell you, you use the word disaster. McCarthy versus Brandon Staley is something else tonight. I mean, have we ever been treated to a coaching matchup of such proportions with these two tonight? I cannot wait. There is no no way Twitter isn't just alive and well with the armchair game management strategists critiquing everything that takes place throughout the course of this game. So we we are going to have a challenge flag in this game that ends up reverting, reverse, uh, leading to a non-reversal, right? Like someone's going to throw the flag and the refs are going to be like, no, you're wrong. One guy's going to be out of timeouts with six minutes to go in the half. Another guy's going to need a challenge, but he's going to have burned him early and he's not going to have him left. I, I shudder to think at what's going to happen tonight between these two coaches. Well, this I'm is going to be a, a, a theater at its finest. I can't remember a time. Listen, I told you how excited I was for the game, period. Can't remember a time where I was more excited for a battle of ineptitude. Oh. <laughs> now, we discussed this last week, and we've got the money, Monday Night Moneymaker coming up later in the show. Did you come up with prop bets for coaching ineptitude and lines? Five of them. (laughs) Five of them. It's not a yes or no. I sat down. I I sat down yesterday. I came up with five prop bets that are strictly Monday night football head coach prop bets. You cannot find these prop bets anywhere in the world other than Carlin versus Joe, which we're going to do at the end of the show today. Five of them, I have priced them. It's called, the sports book is called Fortinball Palace, right? Yeah. Fortinball Palace has five prop bets for you to bet into tonight, my friend. If you had a casino, you'd call it Fortinball Palace? It's a working title. It was the first thing that came to mind, and I never revisited it. And I feel okay. like I should have because there's probably better options out there. Okay. Fortinball isn't exactly a... I hate to say it, and I apologize to my ancestors, not the most appealing of names. There's a reason it's Carlin versus Joe, not Carlin versus Fortinball. I feel right? like we need to find out what's Italian for Fortinball and make that the <laughs> name of your hotel casino. Something French, something Italian, something that really rolls off the tongue. It would be a lot better for us. Yeah, my casino would be out on the state line, and you'd be able to play which hand there. <laughs> <laughs> Just like in Vegas vacation. War. You can come out there and play war. <laughs> 
Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. One of those desperate places here, last chance to gamble legally before you go back home. <laughs> While you're, you're down- inside the building, you're not sure which state you're in. <laughs> We're presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Did you know Progressive Insurance is insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water? See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. So we have those prop bets for coaching ineptitude between Brandon Staley and Mike McCarthy coming up later in Monday Night Moneymaker. Up next, though, speaking of takeoff... That's right. We go through the entire NFL slate, including tell you about one team that gave away a win what it felt like thousands of times yesterday. It's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enough is enough! I have had it with these takes on this plane! Everybody strap in! This plane is headed down the runway and ready for the NFL takeoff. That's right, friends. The NFL takeoff, which is we fire takes at you at the speed of sound. Or, you know, kind of fast, I guess. On each game, it's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, are you ready to hit the dock at part one? Always, always ready to go. Bills 14, Giants 9. It was a very entertaining Sunday night football game for 14-9. The Giants had every opportunity, including an untimed down at the end of the game with Tyrod Taylor. Joe, if you ever wondered why I have continually said that the Bills are not going to play off, make the playoffs last night is a big piece of evidence as to why. Let's call it what it is. They should have lost that game. Yeah, but they didn't. The Eagles found a way to lose. The Niners found a way to lose. The Bills did. Um, the Giants, first of all, I disagree with that was a very entertaining game. That game was terrible. See, I that, kind of enjoyed the terribleness of it. That game was absolutely I didn't, I didn't mean, terrible. I, I didn't mean entertaining in terms of great game. I meant entertaining I'm sorry. like... I'm sorry. You, you had your opportunity. You okay. used the word entertaining. That's what you are now stuck with. That's going on the tombstone. Fine. Giants-Bills was entertaining. <laughs> That's how everyone's going to remember you now. That, that end of first half sequence, not only with the Giants screwing it up with Tyrod Taylor checking into a run play, 
then getting stuffed and not having enough time to get another snap off. Dayball throwing his headset, yelling at everybody. It just speaks to how bad they are. There's no composure at any level for the Giants. They're constantly just behind the eight ball. They're flustered. They're frustrated. They are not cool in the pocket. That, that, that game was tough to watch. I mean, what's the point of having Saquon Barkley if you're not using Saquon yep. Barkley in these spots? Yep. I would have used him on the untimed down. I would have run the football there maybe to the outside because they hadn't done that in quite some time. One other thing, too. Dayball on fourth and one after a long drive. They answered back after the Bills scored, and he kicks a field goal down at, at like in the red zone. What are we doing? You are not beating the Bills with a field goal at that spot. Terrible job. No. Overlooked. Terrible job. Ravens 24. Titans 16. I think that there's a good chance that that Mike Vrabel wanted to just hang back and hoist a couple of pints in London after that game yesterday. Oh, my God. That was rough. And he has to wonder, like what he is in the middle of with this Titans team right now. The Ravens, you know, they tried, Joe. They tried to give it away. Okay, so a couple things here. I want to make sure I bring this up and I do this properly. Number one, uh, the Titans. We'll talk more about this later this week. The Titans need to be in full-on sell mode. They got the bye week coming up. The trade deadline's around the corner. The franchise is headed in the wrong direction. You're going to have some aging stars that are worth some value in Hopkins and guys like Derrick Henry. You got to try to move them. You got to try to move what you've got because you're not going anywhere. Your team is terrible. The quarterback position's a mess. But I will say this. I love you, Mike Vrabel. You're down two scores late in that game. Some idiot coaches being far away from the end zone after that illegal block in the back would have still tried for the touchdown. Vrabel on third down says, no, we got to preserve the time. He sends out Nick Falk to kick the field goal. It's good. They go on sides. They don't get it. Ravens win by eight. That preserved the spread. I'm not saying Tennessee would have gotten in, but it looked like Tennessee was going to get in late in that game and get inside the number. Vrabel, you did us all a solid. Thank you very much for how you coached that game. You made the right decisions, and as a result, Baltimore betters ended up covering. Outstanding job. It's the only game I won all day. But did you see the different looks on his face? I mean, he he, he just was, was disgusted with what he was watching yesterday. Terrible. Just terrible. Lamar Jackson, not great either, by the way. It's no. Just, uh, God, They've got, it was... They got some issues there. They stunk in the red zone. They kicked six field goals yesterday. It, like, they, it, listen, you bring in a new offensive coordinator. You got a quarterback who's making his money. You brought in a bunch of weapons around him. They got all the same problems they've had for years. Nothing has changed in Baltimore. Commanders 24, Falcons 16. Uh, my analysis, Desmond Ritter's awful. Get him off the football field. Those are three of the worst interceptions I've seen in my entire life. How is he still playing, Joe? I just, I mean, one week after Justin Fields and Desmond Ritter get their flowers, it's like we're trying, guys. We're trying to back you up. We, we talked about Ritter's performance last week. It was fantastic. Same with Fields. Then they go out there and they completely fall apart. And, I mean, Fields is playing the Vikings and he's at home. They're not any good. Ritter's playing a Washington defense that has been getting torched by everybody. That Atlanta team, I, I mean, they don't know anything other than close games. They're just constantly in close games, but that quarterback position is a huge problem for them right now. That's not saying anything anyone hasn't already said. No, and when you give things away like that, you give a team like the commander, like that's how you know you're not a good football team even though you're 3-3. Three and three. Right. That's how you know. When you're willing to give the ball away just like that, 
and a team like the Commanders can come in and beat you like that. Bengals 17, Seahawks 13. Speaking of giving the games away, this floor is yours, my friend, on the Seattle Seahawks. I um, I don't want to relive this at all. I, I, I had an incredible college football Saturday, and I immediately dumped it all back on the NFL yesterday. One with the Ravens in the morning, thought the hot streak was going to continue, and it did not. I lost every which way. Totals, teasers, sides, blowouts, close games. This one right here stings because Geno Smith, obviously he's not point shaving. But if there was ever a case for point shaving, <laughs> this was it. I mean, every time they're in the red zone, he's either throwing an interception or on fourth down, he's not even getting the ball out of his hands. Like at this point in your career, you have to know on fourth down, it's got to come out. The ball has got to come out. He couldn't have played worse yesterday. And now we're going to have this conversation about, oh, Cincinnati might be back. Cincinnati's not back. They looked terrible yesterday against Seattle. The Seahawks were just a mess in that game. The Bengals had 20 pressures on Geno Smith Sunday. 20. Oh, my God. Great coaching. Like, you had two weeks to get ready for that game. And I want to be clear, that's not because the Bengals' defense is amazing. No, absolutely not. Uh, I still am very, very skeptical of Cincinnati. You're right. Now, everything you said, and the Bengals have a very tough schedule coming up. Dolphins 42, Panthers 21. Uh, Joe mentioned it earlier, Panthers out 14-0. And now the Dolphins just come back without even blinking. And they throw up the kind of numbers that they do. Joe, I I am really starting to believe that the safest bets in the NFL right now in terms of prop bets, Patriots under team total points, and virtually the top three Miami offensive players going over their numbers across the board. It's amazing. It's six and a half catches for Tyreek Hill, and it's not a problem. Yardage, not a problem. None of it a problem. I love the uh, touchdown with the backflip with the phone in his hand yesterday. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, You're down 14-0, laying 14 points. So you're essentially down 28. They had no problems coming back to cover that spread. They did the same thing against the Giants despite a minus three turnover differential. Miami's a lot of fun to watch. We don't talk about it much because they're not a marquee team. They're not in a major market. But the Panthers are an absolute dumpster fire right now. It looks like they made the wrong choice at quarterback. It looks like they made the wrong choice at head coach. They are a franchise that is absolutely reeling right now. They could use a guy like DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey. Oh, wait, they had both of them and traded both away. Uh, Frank Reich, by the way, today gave up the play calling. Oh, yeah, wow. that's that 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 could be. We could be looking at a good old fashioned one and done right there. That's what yeah, that could be. We could be Dolphins, by the way, five and one for the first time in twenty one years. Lions twenty, Buccaneers six. Listen, the Lions defense is very very good. It's not elite level defense, but when you look at what it was last year compared to what it was this year, Baker Mayfield had no chance yesterday. They were bad, but a lot of it had to do with the Lions defense. And, you know, they lost David Montgomery early in that game to a rib injury, but still able to get down there and just grind out a 20 to six win. Lions are are five and one. They're good, Joe. I don't know that quite that the, the Eagles and the 49ers right now, but they're very good. 
was at dinner with my friend McKenzie, who also works at ESPN last week. He told me about a bet he liked on Baker Mayfield comeback player of the year. I thought it was interesting, interesting enough to where I shotgunned it on these radio waves last week, Mm. only to watch him go out and complete half of his passes for 200 yards, zero touchdowns, one pick in a game where his team scored six points at home off the bye against the Lions. The story is the Lions. You're right. I just had to get that in there. That was a lousy performance from Tampa Bay. I mean, they had nothing in that game. Part two of the NFL takeoff a little bit later in the show. Joe, we were the first to start su- to start suggesting that the Vikings, the Vikings, <laughs> the Vikings, <clears throat> they don't deserve, the they don't deserve the G. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me back up a second. <clears throat> we were the first and by we, I mean, you were the first to start suggesting that the Vikings should trade Kirk Cousins. We might be the last show to give up hope that it actually happens. It's next. ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Minnesota, a 12-6 lead. Josh Mattel is forced to fumble. Picked up by Jordan Hicks. 40, 30, and is loose. Touchdown! We were able to kind of limit some of those explosives that this offense has really gotten going lately. You probably heard a nice heavy sigh from me right there. And if you didn't, let me redo it for you. When I hear the score 12-6, isn't that just depressing? It's 12-6. It's a tough one. It's tough ones. Yesterday, the Chicago Bears, when they were just giving you some hope, giving you some life, giving you some reason, Justin Fields especially, after two really, really good games, comes back and plays the Vikings, who are not world beaters by any stretch. He is... Six out of ten throwing the ball, and he gets hurt early in the third quarter. He gets sacked four times, throws a pick. Vikings win 19-13. We'll get to Kirk Cousins' part of it in a second. But, dear God, I mean, Justin Fields yesterday was back to being the guy that we don't believe that the Bears are going to invest in long term. Well, this is why one game does not a season make. We had that Thursday night game. Now, if the Bears had shocked the commanders during a 1 o'clock Eastern wave of games, it would have drawn some attention, but not what it did for a standalone game. You humiliate Washington, you play huge, DJ Moore goes off, and suddenly we're looking at this and we're thinking, all right, maybe there's something here. Eh, not really. Bears are just back to being who they were. I would be very disappointed in the fact that, A, you had 10 days to get ready for that game, B, you were at home, C, Minnesota isn't very good this year, and is down Justin Jefferson, Everything was there for you to go out. And even if you don't get the win, it was there for you to play competitive, you know, to show maybe you were ready to turn the corner. And instead, you were just the same old Bears we remember. Like, I don't know what Eberflus spent the last 10 days doing, but he didn't get them ready for this game. It's not like they had the most formidable opponent. They had the challenge. I don't know who this Bears backup quarterback is, by the way. Where'd this guy come from? I never heard of this guy. I see him playing. He was this like, isn't yeah, he was, wasn't he like the, the division two walk on guy that they're not even division two walk on. Like he was division two player uh, who made the team, I believe, as a free agent. 
uh, this this during this training camp. Tyson Badgett. Yeah. Okay, so I want to make it clear. I'm not. I'm not yeah, mocking he went to Tyson Shepherd Badgett. College. Shepherd. Not not mocking him. Not making fun of him. None of that. I'm just. I didn't realize I was at a point in my life where an NFL quarterback could step into a game and I have no idea who it is. Okay, None so whatsoever. To, I had no idea. Just to be clear, he went to Shepherd University in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. I don't know. I've never heard of that university. I've never heard of that. I, I don't know anything. This all sounds made up. All of it. I feel like I was watching the first NFL game that featured artificial intelligence yesterday. Is that what happened? Was that yesterday's foray into AI? Is there an IBM partnership coming up with the NFL that I'm not aware of? Were you familiar with him? I, I had heard about the story. I, Courtney Cronin, who covers the Bears for ESPN uh, NFL Nation, I had heard and read some of her stories at the beginning of the year about him. But that was the extent to which I knew of him. But, yeah, Tyson Badgett. Credit to you. And, again, well, not mocking him. I just well, – I'm mocking myself. I didn't realize I was in a spot where a quarterback could step into a real-world NFL regular season game, and I would have no idea who that individual is. If AI had taken over, Russell Wilson would have been the quarterback. Don't yeah, forget. you're right. Let's ride. <laughs> Don't forget ride. about that. Yeah. On the flip side, there's Kirk Cousins. And Adam Schefter dropped – a uh, little tidbit over the weekend regarding what Kirk Cousins' future is uh, in Minnesota. Here he is uh, yesterday on NFL Countdown. Lots of questions about Kirk Cousins and whether he'd be willing to waive that no-trade clause. It would take a perfect storm of circumstances for him to do that. A contending team with an offense he knows, with a coach he respects, to lose its quarterback to have that happen. Otherwise, he is not expected to waive that no-trade clause. He is expected to finish the season in Minnesota, and he will be a free agent after the season when he can choose where he wants to go, Sam. You know, uh, I think that kind of doesn't rule out Cleveland. It's an offense that he would know, but I don't know how he feels about Kevin Stefanski. He obviously would have a pretty good relationship with him, I would think, considering he was there. But are you jumping out of your shoes to get to Cleveland right now? It was a good win for them yesterday. They got a good defense. Like, it feels like there's a lot that would have to happen. It's not happening with the Jets, pretty clearly. I, I don't know if, like, financial. I didn't look into whether or not the financials would work with Cleveland, but I do know that Kirk Cousins' best statistical season pretty much came under Kevin Stefanski. Mm. I don't know if they still have a great relationship. Maybe, maybe they didn't have one there. Maybe they do. Maybe they yeah. did have one, and it continues to this day. I don't know if Cleveland can make that work with what they're paying Deshaun Watson and everything else, but I do know that if you're Kirk Cousins, what more do you want, man? What yeah. more do you want to contend? Because you got the NFL's number one defense there. You're not going to be asked to hang 40 points a game like you are now and like you so rarely do. Like, you're not going to be in that spot. You would be in a place in Cleveland where you need to be able to run the ball. You're behind a good offensive line. You got Amari Cooper. You got some weapons. You got an elite defense. I don't think Cleveland's getting involved because they're going to have to see out this Watson thing. I don't think Atlanta's getting involved because Cousins probably isn't going to waive the no trade to go there. So it feels like this is a great conversation that's been had for the better part of a month's, month that's going to result in nothing. And then in free agency, you know, he goes somewhere average, and it's the same story it was in Minnesota, right? Yeah. What more and, is there? Uh, well, it, it, basically, that's it. And it, the other thing that was a little tidbit, too, from Peter King's column today uh, was that Cousins – at this juncture, if you are trading for him as a rental and you are looking for him to just walk in the door and be football 100% with everything, like, 
the guy, as we learned in that quarterback documentary, is very much family-oriented. Yeah. And he is – that is a huge – huge part of anything that he would do so if you're expecting him to walk in there and be there from you know 5 a.m until midnight every day learning everything about it trying to do everything you can mm, that's that's not likely there are some guys there are some guys where this is a job right it's a job for cousins i think it's just a job nothing more nothing less we've got an update on a major injury in the league it's next this is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 